Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to question number 65. Hey, can I come to your sci-fi convention? It's my conversation with Jonathan Palmer, the president of one of Minnesota's largest sci-fi and fantasy conventions. It happened in downtown Minneapolis last week, and our conversation was actually recorded at the convention. I've personally never been to a sci-fi convention, and neither has Sarah, so we thought it was a perfect chance for us to check it out and see what they're all about. But before I dive into the regular episode and my introduction I recorded with Sarah, I want to talk to you really quick about why I think this conversation is so important to you and I. The reason that this conversation is so important to you and I, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at in life, no matter where in the world you're listening to this, we live in a world that is constantly trying to convince you and I to place everyone we meet into two categories, us and them. Whether it's oftentimes religion, politics, social media, pick your poison. The majority of the systems that are in place in our world today benefit by trying to convince you to place everybody you meet, even maybe the friends and family that you know, into one of those two categories. People like us do things like this, buy things like this, say things like this, go to conventions like this. People like us vote like this. Think about it. Think about your social media. Think about the ads that pop up when you're either in social media or you're online. The goal of the people paying for those ads are trying to figure out who you are. Who is your tribe? Who are your friends? And what do your friends spend money on? Those are the kind of ads that are going to pop up for you. I mean, even, take, even think about politics right now in America. In America, we are so polarized. We are either voting for this person or you're not voting for this person. Are you for or against this person? We, we can oftentimes find ourselves in a state of being trying to figure out, okay, who agrees with me? Here's even ex- another example. If you you have been listening, if you've been following along with the podcast and you listened to my Curious Endeavor series a couple weeks ago where I traveled to Nashville, there was an episode where I talked about the ultimate evil in life maybe is racism. Maybe racism is the ultimate evil in our world. But now that I think of it, at the core of racism is this belief of us and them. You're not like me. You don't look like me. You don't act like me. And oftentimes we overlook the fact that we find ourselves in these micro versions of us and them on a daily basis. And I've realized, I believe at the core of being a curious person means to approach every situation, every person, instead of an us versus them, you versus me, instead of focusing on the ways we're different, focusing and seeking out the ways in which we are the same, the ways I can connect with you. And this conversation is one of the most perfect examples of that that I've ever experienced. Oh my gosh, I've got goosebumps even saying this right now. It's one of the most perfect examples of that that I've ever had on this podcast. And the reason is I sat down with Jonathan in order to learn more about this community, this genre of a comic fantasy sci-fi convention. But within the first minute or two of having this conversation, we hit on a few things that we had completely in common, some passion of ours, some passions of ours that we have in common that you're going to hear in a minute. Because of that, I have had, I had one of the most enjoyable conversations that I've had on this podcast so far. Okay, man, took that. Oh man, I don't know if you were expecting that, but I took that way deep, way fast. All right, so here's the deal. Let's pull it back a little bit. This still was a fun conversation. Uh, the This intro, I had a blast recording this intro with Sarah. I had a blast of a weekend experiencing my very first sci-fi fantasy convention, and I'm so pumped to share part of that experience with you. I'm like, all right, I think, I think to celebrate this introduction, I think we need to break away from the normal theme song. How about, let's, let's see if I've got a more of a fantastical version uh, for this week's episode. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What do you wear? 
one shot. Do you expect me to talk? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What do you do? What do you do? It's the question that drives us. For those of you joining us for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past decade, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director. This is my podcast, where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Sarah. Me here. <laughs> okay. Right now is about the point in the uh, the intro recording that I say, oh man, I'm so glad we don't have to do with sponsors, uh, or else I would have to tell you that Guinness is the number one beverage. Guinness is the number one beverage. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any Guinness though. Oh, so can I this. offer you a uh, can I offer you a cold <laughs> pint of tap water Ooh, from sure. the kitchen? Sounds fantastic. Okay. I am so glad we don't have to do with sponsors or else I would have to tell you the Minneapolis public water system is the greatest water system in the history of mankind. Mmm, tastes like mother's milk. <laughs> Easy. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. First of all, before, before I dive into the podcast, I want to say a massive, huge thank you to everybody that showed up last week to... Oh, yeah. That random bartending, maybe if you're listening to this for the very first time, last week I did a guest bartending spot at a distillery called Lawless Distillery in Minneapolis, and they had a whole Curious Podcast theme night. So the cocktails were all themed. There was a Guinness cocktail that was made out of non-alcoholic beer mixed with Cheerios and Malto meal and cold brew coffee and, and nitrogen and whiskey to make it like a Guinness tasting cocktail. So bizarre. It was so bizarre. So good. So yeah. creative. Uh, another one was... Uh, it had like dry ice and cotton candy in it. Yeah. Liquid, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Uh, the numinous clouds. Oh my gosh. And then there was a Curiouser and Curiouser cocktail. It was a blast. To everybody that showed up, thank you. And it made me realize that at the end of the day, this podcast, the internet, social media... My favorite things about uh, all of this is when they... Oh my gosh, I'm saying this just off the cuff, but it totally plays into this podcast. What I'm saying is, favorite thing about social media and this podcast or internet or anything like that is when it leads to meeting up in person. Mm, yeah. So all that to say, everybody that came out and we were in a physical room hanging out together, just drinking some tasty drinks, I think I want to do that more. So I'm brewing up some I'm brewing up some ideas. If you are listening to this, if you are somewhere in the US, maybe you're not in the US, maybe you're in Europe, reach out to us. Sarah and I are going to be in Amsterdam and Belgium. Mostly the Netherlands. Mostly the, the Netherlands. Uh, this the fall. Netherlands. Maybe the Netherlands. Maybe we could ever reach out and have a, a hangout while we're over there. Uh, but I just want to do more of this. Or if you're in the US, my question for you this week is this. Where are you listening to this podcast? You can write to me on the website, thecuriouspod.com slash contact, or you can text the podcast hotline. The number is 612-584-9330. Text, call, leave a message. I would love to hear from you and where you're listening to this podcast because... Maybe we'll come find you. Maybe we'll come find you. Or you'll come find us. Creepy. Creepy. If you can leave us your zip code and your mailing address, and preferably where you keep your extra set of keys. Keep it in the backyard. Small current photograph of yourself. A current photograph, maybe a short, small photograph of your passport profile and or your driver's license. Either one will do. Do you keep your key under one of those hide key rocks in your backyard? Maybe you hide it in the front, like above your doorway. Just feel free to reach out give us some information uh, and who knows maybe in the middle of the night we'll come uh, have a little impromptu hangout uh, <laughs> okay good. man okay this is let's dive into this sarah this conversation ended up being so, so much more i guess that's it this this whole <laughs> so experience ended up being totally. so much more than i expected well, yeah it's it's just surreal it's 
delightful. It's yes. like it's like the Renaissance Festival minus all the structures. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people who seem to all get along really well and like each other and are nice to each other and they dress up. Sarah and I this last Friday went to one of Minneapolis's biggest sci-fi conventions. I think the experience and how this came about and what we, uh, the conversation that it led to and uh, what we saw there and the people we met and the conversations we had is the epitome of what it means to live a curious life. And I could not be more pumped about this conversation. Okay, this conversation with Jonathan Palmer. He is the president of this nonprofit organization that puts this uh, uh, sci-fi fantasy convention on. I ended up learning in this conversation about our landscape in Minneapolis, things I take for granted, like 35W North and 94 East. These are interstates in Minneapolis. And how these are landmarks. This is the way my city looks on a map. The reason it looks like that was influenced in a massive way because of racism. It's just, it's just crazy. I did not see this conversation coming. So let's dive right into it. Here I am in Hyatt Hotel on like the 24th floor. I left you. You went and uh, walked around the convention by yourself for about an hour. This is my conversation in a hotel room at Hyatt, Minneapolis with the president of this Convergence sci-fi convention. First of all, I heard someone say JP. Yes. Or is it Jonathan or John? What do we go you by? You can go with either. So okay. my, my actual name is Jonathan. Okay. Here's the, here's the five-minute story. Is, or not five minutes. The 50-second tour. Um, I love a actu- good story. Make it a 10-minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, my actual name is Jonathan. Jonathan Palmer. Um, I went to Morehouse College, mm-hmm. and I sang in the Glee Club. We had so many Johns and Jonathans in there. If your name was John and yes. Jonathan, you got a nickname on day one. Yes. So I became JP, and it started with the Glee Club. By the mm-hmm. time I graduated, my professors were referring to me as that. Yeah. And what it's gotten is people who know me personally know me as JP. Okay. People who know me professionally know me as Jonathan, although they're starting to get some crossover with that. Too. Yes, because so. I, I had downstairs when I was in the 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 bridge. Right. I was talking. I asked him, Jonathan. There, one one person said, Jonathan. Who's Jonathan? Oh, he's talking about JP. Okay, yeah, there we go. Oh, that's so fun. That's okay. That's interesting. I that is exactly what happened to me in fourth grade. So oh. I had three Roberts in my class. And they to keep us separate, they one of them went by Robert, one of them went by Robbie, and I was Rob. Okay. And all three of us completely stuck with that for the rest of our lives. It's so funny that like the snap judgment. Right. So it's like you're JP. That's it forever. Just time stamp right, right. there. <laughs> and so it's like I'm. I'm almost glad I didn't know that uh, this would this moment would be setting the trajectory of my name for the rest of my life. I just sat over it for like a, like 20 minutes. Okay, let's maybe not stick with JP. Let me sit on it, write it out, see how it feels. <laughs> just okay, uh, before we start recording, you mentioned that I, the first thing I was going to ask you is what is Convergence? Okay. And But you said it was it's more than a conference. And I'm yes. fascinated to hear you talking about it being a membership. I'd love to yes. hear about that. What okay. a membership and is it called Convergence Membership? Or yep. Tell me about that. So a, a couple of things is the, the, the organization itself is Convergence Events. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always just shorten it to Convergence. The con, the con, the convention itself, is called Convergence. Yeah. Um, and so what it is is it's a nonprofit organization. Convergence Events is the nonprofit organization that puts on the Convergence Convention. Okay. We have... Um, people who meet throughout the year so it's all volunteer run Mm -hmm. and executed but when people purchase admission for the convention they purchase a membership not a ticket and and some people aren't fully as aware so that's one of the things we're starting to make people more aware hey i mean it's been out there on the internet but people don't always research yeah and they also don't distinguish between membership ticket but mm-hmm. it's always referred to as a conversion men- membership. You get a membership badge. That gets you actually more things than just the convention. The convention is our biggest thing. Um, but if you put in a certain amount of volunteer hours, you also have voting rights. 
So we have a board. I'm president of the board. Super cool. Yeah. We've got um, so we've got a, a seven member board. Um, each board member is over a division, and each division is made up of departments, and that's how we organize to get the work done. Okay. About 350 volunteers that are members of those departments that then cool. meet throughout the year. We meet on a monthly basis. So then you meet with your department. We, we, we do both. So we have a monthly, it's called the convention committee okay. meeting. Um, it's short and you may hear people refer to it as CONCOM. Yeah. Um, and so there's a monthly convention Con-com. committee meeting. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm getting it, yeah. It, it, the, <laughs> uh, the monthly convention meeting um, is usually the first two hours is divisional meetings. Okay. And then after that, we have another meeting, which is we bring everybody back, the whole convention committee. Okay. So... It gives you an opportunity to focus in on the things that are specific to your division that you yeah. need to problem solve, work on, challenge, and then the bigger uh, meeting is everything. So, oh man, I'm just I have I have so many I have so many questions right off the bat. I got I'm so pumped for this. This uh, the what do you do? What it, what needs to be taken care of throughout the year? If this is is it all just working towards a singular? conference is it all about this one event or is it different things it is mostly about the convention okay. so largely what we do is plan and execute the convention this yeah. is think of it as our big gala or party yeah um throughout the year we do other small things we're building that up as well you know there's some get-togethers that happen throughout the year there's some trainings that happen throughout the year um things that that affect the membership as a whole or the body as a whole um but the biggest effort is the convention that's where everything is focused towards cool i'm so fascinated by this because i think the greatest and even even this even this talking about the membership Mm -hmm. uh and it not being convention you're part you're part of a community is fascinating to me because uh, I think the greatest spy software known to mankind right now <laughs> is Facebook. <laughs> so, and I, I feel like it, it, using Facebook as a spy software is is so underrated. Right. And me, as I'm now doing this podcast, I'm, I'm meeting so many people that I, I would have never maybe run into or mm-hmm. I've never met or we don't have a mutual friend necessarily. So it's so fun to me. I've started looking at it as a spy software. So I pull it up this morning. I was pulling it okay. up. I was like, okay. Uh, I pulled up. I pulled up your page, uh, which now all of a sudden makes me. I know it sounds super creepy, but I, I, all that to say is, I was like, okay, what is what is this guy about? The, some of the things I was curious about what you're you're posting or uh, what mm-hmm. you might be interested in or whatever. And there's this theme, I this vibe I get from you, even from social media, solidarity and community seem to be a really important thing to you. I'm sure you wouldn't argue with that. No, I don't, I don't give a crap about that. But I don't know if that's an intentional thing in your life. Uh, but that it seems, so it makes sense that this isn't a four, just a four day event out of four days out of the year, that this seems to be a community throughout the whole year. Let me, uh, Quentin Tarantino this, let's go, let's go back. <laughs> have you been, uh, in this since the beginning or how did you get involved? No, with um, this? I actually got involved the way many, many people. Now there's, there's a few he, and, and they're actually here, um, yeah. who have been here since the beginning. There's a small group. Um, that kind of started us, and I, I can give you kind of the highlights. I wasn't involved yeah. at that point, um, but there was uh, there were two other groups that kind of came together. Okay. Um, I think it was Minicon and Misfits. Okay. Um, but it was this idea of a whole multi-genre mm-hmm. kind of science fiction fi- fantasy that focused all across the way yeah and so 20 years we're now in 21 years um 21 years yeah so yeah. We're, we're talking i think it was 99 mm-hmm. um you know we're in our 21st year that, that uh people came together um and a small group of them formed the basis for this yeah started planning from there and it's grown steadily over the years took a few leaps uh but where we are now is um this 6,000 person convention um, that is uh, a number of different aspects working together. So I, I did not, I was not there at the beginning. What happened was I had a friend from the Scottish community uh, that I'm involved in and she, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm Scottish too. So there's Are a whole re- other thing. Oh my gosh. That's a whole other Because my wife place. and I just got back from Scotland. Really? This fall. Now, my wife is, is has ancestry awesome? there too. What's what's her family name? Oh man. I'm Now I'm blanking. It's Mick. Uh, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to okay. pull it out. I can't remember it right now. So okay. I'm a McFarlane. McFarlane. Okay. Um, and I say Mick as if everything isn't. Right. <laughs> it's, Mick, it's Mick something. Okay. That narrows it down. <laughs> like, you know, 50. Um, I, I do want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to text Sarah right now. What is your Scottish ancestry name? Question mark. Okay. Anyways, what were you saying? Uh, McFarlane. So I'm a McFarlane. I'm director yeah. of gatherings for our clan. Okay, so, cool. Uh, Were you at the Scottish fair uh, that happened? I was at this it last for a little bit. Okay, they, they moved the Scottish fair a couple of years ago. They moved it. Yeah, and it coincides with another festival called Rondo Days. Yes, I've heard of Rondo Days, but I didn't know what that was. So Rondo, how much do you know about the highway and Highway ninety four and the Rondo community? Uh, I saw that you had posted about that, and it wasn't until that post that I realized. That ninety four came through and essentially desolated a community. Yes. Or, okay. Decimated. It, it, it basically what happened is when they started doing plans for the highways in in the forties, mm-hmm. um, they started looking at locations, um, and they had two alternatives. They could have put it right through the middle of the African American community, or they could have gone along the railroad tracks and uh, Como Avenue area. And the powers that be decided to put it through the middle of the African-American community to, quote-unquote, clean up the slums. Oh. And we're talking about a community that has a history of the Pullman Porters, the um, uh, the Red Caps, um, the, the Benjamin E. Mays uh, School, the... NAACP, St. Paul Urban League. Um, there's so much history and stuff. That's a whole nother thing. So, it, yeah. and if you're ever interested in that, come on over to our center and, and check it out. Absolutely. But, but essentially, what it did was it decimated the community, put the highway right through the center of it, and it tore the community apart. It, it, they destroyed businesses. Um, three years ago, Chris Coleman, who was mayor at that time, mm-hmm. issued an apology on behalf of the city and on behalf of his office as mayor. And I had never seen a sitting elected official do that because he also said it was racism. He said this wasn't about cleaning up slums, this wasn't about progress, this was racism, plain and simple, shouldn't have happened, issued the apology, put money in his budget for, there's a Rondo commemorative plaza mm. that commemorates the community because this was, it was the African American community but it was also more diverse than that. Yeah. And so businesses, landmarks, there's so much in there. We were just walking by uh, 35W. Uh, we live in South Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were walking by uh, over a bridge by a house that is right next, just like right the front yard essentially is 35W. And it's so funny we're talking about this because it was maybe two weeks ago my wife and I were having this conversation. I, I said, I can't imagine building a home here, like that. What other community was around here? This this whole area, and you. I assume I know nothing about it, but I assume you have no choice. The state just says, "By the way, you have to move out of your home." I don't even know what the pro, what that would look like, uh, but I just can't imagine just being an, like a whole community being. But there's an interesting story about that because yeah. Powderhorn was able to lobby to have the highway go around rather than directly through the middle. No way. So there is... So that's the reason why... Oh, my gosh. What is fascinating is... And that's how you get down to the racism. Is yeah. that in South Minneapolis, it was redirected in a way that would not have the same pay impact that it had in St. Paul. And in St. Paul, when it came through, there were, we literally have... We have banners and things that go... But we literally have the picture of the last resident being removed by police because they used eminent domain to come in and steal people's houses. So they're not paying, they, would they pay they, for they, your house? Pay, or what they, would they, they, well, they paid what they said was the value. What, which is whatever they probably say is the value. But, yeah, that, but, but also what they did, we have one of the member, we have two senior groups, the okay. Magnificent Golden Ages, which is our women's group, and the Retired Men's Club, which is our men's group. Okay. We have um, one of our Golden Ages, her family's home was picked up moved a few blocks and then sold to a white family and she still lives in the community so she has to go buy this house every day 
It was her family's home, but they used eminent domain to take it away. So my day job oh. is I run uh, Halle Key Brown Community Center. Okay. It's a 90-year-old African-American social service agency. So nonprofit. Yeah. Um, so it's been the historic gathering place of the African-American community. It's social services, you yeah. know, food shelf, clothing closet, early childhood yeah. education, things like that. So we got off on this tangent yeah, because yeah. they moved the Scottish Fair to the same day as Rondo Days. Okay. And Rondo Days is a celebration of the community. It's a remembrance of what was there. Mm-hmm. And it's at my center. Have you, have you, been, have you gotten over to Scotland? Four to visit? Are you kidding me? Oh, I love Scott. That is where I plan to retire. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, is there like an area? If you could... My family is from a small town called Dunkelt. Okay. It's a little north and west of Edinburgh. Yes. So it is a small little one-street town. Okay. Um, it has the high street that goes through it and has the cross. Um, so 2004 oh. was my first trip over there. Yeah. And then I've been back every few years. <sighs> Um, the last time I was there, uh, was the seven, I, I represented our clan at the 700th anniversary of the battle of Bannockburn. Okay. Um, so they had a yeah. big celebration in 2014. Yep. Um, and where it, did you go? Uh, we went, we flew into, uh, Glasgow yep. and then rented a car there, Edinburgh for a couple nights, which I love, just to. in love with it. Uh, and then from there we drove straight north uh, to Inverness, okay. just stopping a bunch because that is where her her uh, family is okay. from up in Inverness, uh, and visited her uh, her ancestors okay. area. Which, by the way, uh, Mackenzie, she Mackenzie. says Mackenzie. Wow, oh, uh, nice. I don't know. Uh, yes, we drove up to Inverness. So then her like great 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 grandfather or something. Okay, yeah, had his uh, barrel. Up there in a castle. Oh wow! And then we drove down to uh, through the locks down to Oban, uh, stayed there for a night, and then actually went over to Isla and oh, spent a couple nights nice. there, which was just magical. Do you drink scotch? I love scotch. Then, I then absolutely one, love scotch. You've got you went to some of the right places. Okay. Things. Do you want some scotch now? I mean, I would, I would 100% take some I, I scotch. Some Do you scotch. have scotch? Oh, yes. <laughs> scotch break. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, This is actually a new favorite scotch of mine. To anybody else who sounds pretentious, like I'm trying to prove, oh, I had this in Oban, and uh, I liked it. But you know, it's just the magic of having it there. Oh, my gosh. It is, can't be compared to any right. other experience. And it's favorite. such a beautiful place. There are so many beautiful people. So when I go, I always uh, base out of Edinburgh. Yeah. Or uh, or Dunkeld, but usually mm-hmm. I base out of Edinburgh and travel, um, rent a car mm-hmm. like you, and because everything is so. I mean, it's forty five minutes from from Glasgow to Edinburgh. Yes. You can drive any place. Um, but yeah, no, I I went over the first time, started doing some family research. Um, found Dunkeld, went to Dunkeld, found, um, they they actually opened up the archives for me because, uh, you know, it's, they've got a little small piece in there. Uh, The, found the home that my great, great grandfather was born in. Oh my word. Um. And Are you so, kidding? Did you get a visit? No. I, I, uh, I got I mean, to, like to kind of look. Oh, but couldn't, so cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. person didn't want to oh, wander so through. so cool. Yeah, yeah. But it was, you're standing on the streets where <sighs> yes. things. So my, my great-great-grandfather was born there. Um, and then this family moved over to Kent, England. Yeah. And then he emigrated over to the U.S. And my great-grandmother is the first of her siblings born in the U.S., Really? So her three siblings. So it's, that's close. Yes. Yeah. That's and and ironically enough, that's where my father's whole line comes from. Okay. So it, she came over and was born in Schenectady, New York, which is yeah. where I was born, and we have a whole line of Palmers that were born in oh, Schenectady, man. New York, and that go yes. further back. So it's it's a nice little interesting connection. But I've been doing all. I'm like the genealogist for the family. Oh yes. And finding all these little pieces, but yeah. Just oh, that's going to cool. The place where we're from. So, all that's right, cool. we've, we've gone oh, man, far aside. Oh, okay, here, well, here's maybe a more personal question. Did okay. you? So, are you connected with? Do you have African American in your yes. genealogy? So, my mother. Okay, your mother. My mother is African American. My yep. father is 
Scottish like, and and you know yeah. British, the other things. Yes, they actually got married when it was still illegal in the U.S. What uh, they got married in 1966, really? Um, and Loving versus Virginia was 67. Yeah. So um, they. It's interesting. My my grandfather actually showed up to try to stop the wedding. My father's father. Um, you know, because my father actually grew up in Mississippi. Yeah. So his father, his father was born um, in New Jersey, and then his father was born in Schenectady, and then it goes back from there. But my grandfather was in the military, so mm. his base was down yeah. in the south. So my father actually grew up in Mississippi, um, and some in upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, bounced between the two of them. Yeah. And um, so what's very interesting is that you have this piece coming from my parents coming together at a time they met at uh, like a Bible conference in, I think it was Indiana. Okay. And uh, coming together out of that and then just the whole family history. Yeah. Um, my grandparents were great and loving. Never knew any of this stuff until later. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Some, there's a lot and you of never, weird So kinda, they had some kind of coming to terms I'm with the first it. grandson. Oh. So yeah. I, I think that's the piece that, you know, it's always oh. the children that unite size. Yes. Yeah. And by the time she passed, my grandmother was closer to my mother than she was to her own kids. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That is... So you as a kid growing up didn't feel any of that? No, no. My grandmother taught me how to bake bread. My grandfather taught me how to play chess. Yeah. Um, I interviewed my grandfather for like school projects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I am the one who has carried on the family history and the research and stuff. So yeah. The, the cousins, um, we've got good relationships are I mean there were pieces where it took people a little bit some people in the in the family not everybody yeah there there, there were some people I'll show you since we're getting personal with mm. all this I'll show you an interesting photo my grandmother passed last year um, and so when we had the funeral I told everybody hey if you let me take the photos I will scan them, make them available to everybody, and then if anybody wants originals, yeah. uh, let me know, and I'll go ahead and, and just pass them out. Um, and so going through the photos, I found one interesting photo that when I show you, you will understand why it is interesting, um, that just kind of threw me a little bit for a loop. Here we go. Because that is my great uncle. Just full Confederate vest. Yes. Yes. Now, the interesting thing, that one, that was the only photo like that at all yeah. in the collection. Yeah. What this was from was the 1962 100th anniversary of the Civil War. So when you look at it, you can see that's a top hat. It's formal attire. Yeah. So he was part of some celebration yes. happening yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's no other stars and bars that I've seen or yeah. um, things. But, you know, my uncles and aunts are great. We, everybody loves each other. We're family. Yeah. Um, but there's pieces that, you, you know, you get that, how do you reconcile history with this piece and yes. connect all the dots? Yeah. Is that, so has that just been a part of it is, the family conversation? No, I think it's, it's been more, you know, with... We haven't had like a big family meeting or anything like okay, that yeah, about yeah. that. But it's been, as I piece together the stories, you talked about community. Yeah. And this is kind of why community is important to me. Um, for me, I walk a lot of lines between uh, communities that are, are different, but actually aren't, that people don't know. You know, you talk about the racial line. Um, there are so much... There's so many things that we have in common that people have been hung up on the barriers mm. and what people in, in positions of power have done. And what I like to try to do is bring people together across boundaries. You look at this whole thing that we're doing here, and it's geeky and weird to people who are not a part of it. But then you show them, hey did you know that this was who wrote this story or this was the movie, the movie that you're going to yeah. 
all this person is doing is they're dressing up like the character. Yeah. This is Halloween for adults. This yes. is the thing. <laughs> and there's all these connections and pieces that we have. Yes. And so I, community is something that's very important. This yeah. is, you'll hear from a lot of our people if you talk to them, how they found their home, they found their tribe or their community by coming here. Mm. And so the... Yeah, 100%. I when I that. first came, the, yeah. I, I took, I'm sorry, I took you on a side oh, road. Oh man, that was the greatest side road ever. <laughs> yes, I love it. But, uh, but one of my friends who had been involved yeah. for now 20 years with Convergence, um pulled me and kept poking at me to come to this thing and i had gone to one comic convention growing up and it ended up being like five comic book vendors in a ballroom in the back and i mm-hmm. thought this is this isn't worth it why would anybody do this yeah and so i i she kept poking i was like no i don't want to go out and hang out with five guys selling comic books someplace um <laughs> and then i came one night and and went to the parties with her and i just I had a Green Lantern power battery yeah. and a ring and a jacket and a shirt. And so I didn't even put a lot of effort. Because I, I was going to ask, what was your first into it? Was it the Green Lantern? It was the Green Lantern. Okay. So I, I put on a Green Lantern shirt. Yes. I went as Hal Jordan. So I had yes. a bomber jacket, shirt. Mm. I had the power ring and the power battery, which he charges the ring with. Yep. And I just kind of wandered the parties. And I was like, wait a minute. These are my people. Yes. These, 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 are the, these are my people who understand and they love the same things and they're here and together. And as you walk around, they're from all walks of life. Yeah. There are people who work in corporate, people who work in nonprofits, people who are in education. No matter what, we've got people from every sector, yeah. every walk of life. Um, and so it was, I fell in love with it. And that's like the... Um, I used to tour with a guy. I was in a band, and he was the number one youth motivational speaker in the country. His name was Reggie Dabbs, and he would go to high schools and give motivational talks and inspiring things and tell his life story. And uh, crazy inspiring guy. And he, one of his biggest things was, I don't need to know your pain to connect with you because I have my own. And I don't need to know what you've gone through because I've had my own struggles. And because of that, I can connect with you and I don't have to know exactly the, all the ins and outs of it, but I can connect because of my own things. And that makes me think of situations like this. The beauty of it is, listen, I don't need to be into Princess Mononoke right. or I don't need to be in Lord of the Rings. Pick your poison, whatever, pick yeah. your poison, whatever it is. But you are so into your thing and I can connect with you because of my own so into my thing. It's almost like my fully being myself and the fuller I can be into whatever I'm into almost allows me to connect with you yes. and what you're into. That's exactly it. We, yeah. We've got Star Wars and Star Trek geeks and nerds <laughs> yes. next to each other, yes. and and nobody's fighting. But but part of the part of the thing that makes this wonderful, you can go to, you know, San Diego Comic Con, you can go to Wizard World, you can go to any of the other ones, and they're good and fun, uh, nothing against them. But they're also corporate. Mm. It's it's a business. Somebody is putting on it. They're going ahead, and there's the idea is bringing in. The biggest name stars, they charge you for this, you pay for the autographs. Ours, being all volunteer run, is more of a community thing. Mm. It's more people just coming together. It's We call it the geeky family reunion. I mean, that's it. I mean, you. Th- right. it's so funny that you look at something, right? You look at this event, say you're driving past the Hyatt. Right. You see this event, you think, oh, it's about this. It's about sci-fi fantasy. But really, it's... I mean, that's almost seem. I get the vibe that that's just an excuse <laughs> with this. Like that is just yeah. Let's let's get together. Let's dress up. Let's talk about right. that. But that is like an excuse or a thing for the real deal that's happening here, which is friendships, community, solidarity. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And and the I'll take it. I'll tweak it from being an excuse as much as it is. It's the freedom to be who you are. There is here. With no judgment. You can come here. If you want to dress up as a Klingon or you want to dress up as Batman, you know, you do that in your day job. You might get some people, okay, Johnson, you've got to go home and change. That's not appropriate attire. (laughs) You do it here and nobody's caring. Yeah. There there is one of the things that we are are very big about is body positivity um, as well as, you know, cosplay is not consent. 
making sure this is a safe place, safe cosplay space. Cosplay is not consent. Cosplay is not consent. So you I've have people who will wear different kinds of costumes that might be revealing or might mm-hmm. be uh, people find them very attractive. And the key message is, yes, because that person is wearing a costume you find attractive does not give you the right to go up and touch, say, do anything that is inappropriate. We have strict, we have um, a whole set of policies mm-hmm. and a whole set of guiding core principles that go in that yes. basically talk about being excellent to each other. So you go ahead, if you look on our website, um, it has the whole list of policies of what is okay, what's not okay. We have designated safe spaces. Yeah. So if you're feeling that something is not right or something, you can go to these different places and it's a safe space and somebody will make sure that you are taken care of. Somebody will help yeah. you make sure it's addressed. Yes. Um, I saw that on the maps, The sen- like almost a sensory... Yes. Oh, the oh, sensory oh, break is room is a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. So the sensory break room is, um, but we have people who come who um, they may be on the spectrum, they mm. may have anxiety, they may uh, just get overwhelmed, and the sensory break room is set up so you can. It's a low lighting. It's got some uh, solo activities, so it's a space you can go into if the can if there's too much input for you. Mm. If you're just being overwhelmed by there, yep. there's a, like I went in this morning, the, the Die Hard coloring book was in there. So <laughs> you can go ahead if you want to just color for a little yes. while. If you want just a, an easy, you know, low lighting, you know, that you can just sit in and, and go ahead uh, and relax, that's a space for that. Um, all throughout the convention, there is different spaces that are designated to meet the needs of our members Mm. um there's a parenting room so if you've got you need some place where you can change your baby if you need some place to get away for a few minutes you know yes again too much stimuli so there's some walk uh, not walkers the little uh, they're not cribs the yes i know you know what i'm talking about about. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Um, yeah stroll like strollers not not strollers the the thing you put them in and they can hang out oh yeah 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 like big play place yeah 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 um so they have those um you know we we've got space if people need to nurse or or even just um pumping room for lactation yep um we have different rooms for different things where it may meet needs we have a whole department on accessibility and inclusion yeah the whole job is to make sure that you know people we have interpretive surfaces there so if you're going to a panel and you're deaf we have a sign language interpreter that can come to that panel and sign with you yep um oh that's my you keep going i'm listening i uh this is my you're about to get it you're about to get ticket uh, (laughs) thing yes um so it is the experience here is not just about cosplay yep. or just about a panel on Aquaman or, or things like that. There is experiences for everybody. You know, no matter what you're into, there's going to be a place to, to get into it. But there's also supportive things so that you can come. We have families that come here. So there is Connie's Quantum Sandbox, which is... Yeah, I saw the sandbox thing. I didn't know what uh, that was. It's, it's young kids' activities. Oh, cool. So it... it Arts and crafts, it's things geared towards the younger kids. Um, you know, families can come. So they, they had a setup out there that was Minecraft. Um, and it's these giant cubes that are like Minecraft cubes. So the kids are playing yeah, I saw, oh, that's like great. they're playing Minecraft. Yes. Um, there's a teen room. Mm-hmm. And so it is for teenagers. The, the, um, each department has a head. And depending upon the size of the department, it may have a subhead. Yeah. Um, and it may have more than one head. And so the teen room has a teenager who's the head of the department. Oh, cool. The teen room is for teens. So there's no adults in there. It is the head of the department is, is in there. Is a responsible teenager. Yes. And, but they have an adult liaison. So oh, my gosh. If they yes. need stuff, they can. We have, uh, you may have seen the wandering host. Yep. Wandering hosts are just kind of walking, making sure everything is going okay. Anybody can grab them if there's any kind of an issue. You know, there might be, oh, we noticed somebody uh, spilled something over here. Mm-hmm. Let's get in touch with the hotel. Um, or we noticed the, this situation that was happening. We need to address this before it gets yeah. problematic. 
Um, and so they'll pop into that. Our operations department is like the background. It handles all of the complaints. It handles all the issues. It keeps things running smoothly. We have police here, and we've had great relationships with our police departments. Yeah. Um, and But most of the time, they're able to just sit back because operations takes care of yeah. the issues. Yeah. Um, we have first advisors, which is like an EMT group. Okay. Um, so they'll get people out of the things, um, you know, if they if they've injured themselves, they'll help with that. Um, if somebody has to, you know, get serious enough, we rarely have somebody serious enough where it has to go to the hospital, but they'll yes. facilitate that. Most of the time, they're dealing with cuts or bumps or you mm-hmm. know, somebody tripped over something. We've, they've got ice packs, they've got bandages, they've got a lot of the the simple things. Yep. Um, but literally everything you can think of. Con suite. So part yep. of the thing that we have here is your membership covers a lot of all-inclusive things. Oh, Con cool. suite is free food. Oh, sweet. It, um, yeah, there, I mean, there was uh, free, co- the free coffee up there. F2E2, very popular. And not just coffee, they do espresso. It was amazing. Yeah, I had iced yeah. coffee that was, this isn't convention iced coffee. Right. This is great. Somebody cares about this, making this coffee. You can't even say Folgers Crystals in there. Yeah. Uh, Lena, who's the head of that, okay. will literally stab you with a so coffee Lena stirrer. So yep. is all about, she heads up that room. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. And then, Con suite yeah. is is food, and it's not going to be. You're not getting lobster thermidor. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's going to be simple things: soup. It might be rice. Um, yeah. It might be PB and J. Yeah. It's it's stuff, but it's enough that if somebody is coming to this, yeah, and they're on a limited budget, they can get the membership, mm-hmm. and they can come all four days. There's enough food to sustain them. Yeah. There's enough coffee to sustain them. Yes. There's water throughout the building. Oh man. Okay. This is, this is so fascinating to me because of this. You're doing two by even this. I love where this conversation has gone. Mm-hmm. Hearing about this, because it's done two things. Number one, it's given me an awareness of what is actually going on here. The uh, what is really beneath what I my assumptions, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing is, you're helping me define. So my this whole podcast is I'm really trying to rewire my brain and def, and. Uh, come up with my own personal definition of what does it mean to be a curious person? How does it mean, what does it mean to live a curious life? And I don't think what I've learned and you are helping me define this in a massive way. And what I've, cause what I've learned is it's actually not about the surface value of asking questions. People yeah. think curiosity, it's about just asking just question after question. No, but I think it's actually about empathy and listening. Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on that. But the thing I'm really realizing with this uh, convention is that so many other conventions or uh, anything like this I've gone to, it's about, hey, we are, this is who we are. If you're interested in this stuff, if you're like us, come be, come be into the things we're into, be mm-hmm. like us and the things we like. People like us like things like this. But I'm really getting the vibe of, of this convention is, hey, whatever you're into, wherever you're at, we want to find a way to meet you with where you're at. And you're, it sounds like that yes. is a big priority of this. Very much so. It, oh, it so is beautiful. Whatever you're into, it's here. Yes. And, and if it's not here, help us build it. Yes. We have departments that have grown up out of ideas that people have recognized. The parenting room, the, the um, accessibility and inclusion, all of those are ones that one of our members said, hey, you know, we're not doing this. We mm. need to pay a little more attention to this. Or here's a need that has arisen. We should probably put some more focus and that comes into, oh, we should have a department on that. And we create a department, and we need to find some heads to mm-hmm. do that. And now this person's heads, and they were recruiting volunteers. And so it is really community taking care of itself. And, and, and it, is, it is constantly growing. There's constantly a need to keep you know, ahead of the curve to change. You know, we're focusing right now on some growth in some very strategic areas. Yeah. Um, we recently put out a, a statement, um, just a principles and direction that basically said, you know, hey, we want you to know who we are. And we've got these principles and we've got uh, the these standards. We want you to apply them to your lives all the yeah. year round. Yeah. We want you to be excellent all the year round. And it, it's largely, overwhelmingly, very positive reception. Um, 
we've had a, a smaller group of people who didn't fully understand, thought that this meant we were going to be hanging outside somebody's window, watching what they do all the time. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's we have this code of conduct. We have these uh, membership policies. We have these core values that you have to abide by if you're coming to the convention. Yes. We're saying you have to abide by them year-round. Yes. It's a membership organization. Mm-hmm. And there, there hasn't been as much emphasis on saying, if you do these things that cross the line then you're not welcome in the community. Oh, yes. It is not, uh, you know, the, the first thought, of course, uh, we've got a small group of people like, you're going to go ahead and look at my internet browser history and <laughs> yeah, now you're that. No, no, totally nobody know, cares yeah. about your internet browser <laughs> yeah. history. It's it's the yes. same things that you have to abide by in the convention. Mm-hmm. Don't be mean to each other. Don't be a dick. Yes. Don't go to things. Don't do it outside either. Yes. If you're punching babies out in the street, <laughs> yes. then we're going to say, yeah. this isn't the place for you. Yes. This is a, ba- a baby punching free zone. Right. Okay? Yes, exactly. No baby know. punching. And if you punch babies out other parts of the year, we're still going to say, oh, yeah. maybe this isn't the <laughs> yeah. convention for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but it, so overwhelmingly, good. it's just about creating safe space, yeah. creating supportive space, mm-hmm. looking at things, and also giving people a chance. We've also got people who, they just they don't recognize the changing with the times yeah and and that we have to do and so people like that we want to help them yeah there's you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater yes if somebody hasn't figured out what advances like me too and black lives matter and what those mean and why they're important we will help educate Mm -hmm. if you're sincere in that if you're really just i don't understand why this would be something why can't we just do things the same way we always well some people don't feel like they were treated yes. fairly and haven't been. Yes. And that is, I feel like that is a difference people don't talk about in, out in the world is the difference between complaining and genuine curiosity, maybe yes. even. Are you just wanting a place to vent or are you genuinely saying, hey, this is where I'm at. Where are you at? I, I want to learn and evolve as a human in the modern times. Exactly. Okay. And, and I, we're trying to increase our diversity and bring yeah, in more yes. people, so it's the thing. Lo- You've got other stuff. Well, Go well, ahead. I, 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 I want to say, I want to be respectful of your time, yep. and my wife is running around, uh, probably <laughs> lost in this convention. Uh, huh? so, maybe, so maybe let's do this. Let's end okay. with this. I was talking, I mentioned kind of uh, what my thoughts on the reason I was doing this podcast with curiosity and empathy and listening and uh, you were nodding your head. So I would love to hear your thoughts, if, if you had any, about that sense of curiosity, empathy, and if you feel like that plays a role in your life um, or what you're doing with this. You were just nodding your head. Yeah. I wanted to make sure. I wanted to hear your thoughts, if you had any. So, the, the, you know, the, they, the common uh, idea is that unexamined life is not worth living. It is very much curiosity is one of those things that I think drives our advancement. It opens the doors. I came into this as a superhero fan and a sci-fi fan. And what I've learned through being here is I've learned more about anime. I've learned more about gaming. I've learned more about things that I may not have encountered outside of this space. And what it is is also a safe space for me to say to somebody, look, I'm not really understanding why Final Fantasy is a big deal, but there's a whole bunch of people that are really into it. Tell me about Final Fantasy. Why is it? And and I got a friend who will sit here and tell me, oh, this is, you know, this is this and this is that, and here's the pieces, or who's that character? And one of the nice things about that is for me and my work, it helps me keep my finger on the pulse Mm. so that as I'm working with young people, I know now more about some of the things that they may be into that are outside my realm. Superheroes, I got you covered all day long. Yeah. Um, But, you know, when we start talking about anime and we start talking about Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, I can talk to somebody and say, what is Goku? Tell me what that is and how does that relate? And somebody's like, okay, but do this and you can do this and then you get that. You meet some of the, the most wonderful people here. Um, you go to these panels. These panels are so informative. Yes. Um, and they, they connect into it. My wife is not geeky in the least, and she finds stuff yeah. here because there's ones on Victorian literature. She was an English major. Mm. She's a principal now. Um, 
But so she'll find ones on, you know, Victorian literature, and she'll find ones that talk about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, you know, stuff like yep. that. So it is not just sci-fi stuff. Um, there's one, there's a panel called Ask a Submariner, and it's got people who were actually on submarines just telling you stories. You can ask them. Out. It is a, um, it there's has. a panel here about yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The, Literally, and well, the panel process is is a whole interesting piece where programming does. People are able to suggest panels mm-hmm. throughout. There, there's a time period in the in the beginning part of the year. They suggest the panels. They go through and they look through. You know how much interest there is, how much they cross over, combine them. They then put them out, and then people are able to sign up to be on panels. Yeah, and so you get to be on different panels. Because it's an area of interest, you may have some expertise. There's a little thing that you put in in terms of this is why I think I should be talking about this. But literally anything that somebody suggests, if there's enough interest in it, they'll create a panel around yeah. it. Whatever then, you're into. Yes. Yeah. Going ahead and talking through yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Man, okay. I, you've just given me so many more questions and uh, <laughs> interest. And I just, the beautiful thing about what's going on here is that. Um, your interest in whatever you're interested in, like you just said, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you said, you know, I'm not, I'm not into, I might not be into this subgenre that yeah. you're into, uh, but I'm into you, and I would love to have you. I'm, I'm curious about what it is about this. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Your flame for something that your uh, flame and your excitement about something that's completely different from what I'm interested in doesn't take away from what I'm interested in, and. To me, all of this kind of goes into even you mentioned like Black Lives Matter, and I see I can totally see the non-curious people saying, "Well, you know, all lives matter." And the thought to me goes, "Hey, no, listen, this isn't taking away this this light, this flame on the on mm-hmm. these lives isn't taking away the light and importance on your life. Right. We're putting a spotlight on a problem that needs a spotlight on it." And it'd be so cool if all the things you're talking about within this convention or this uh, this community could be echoed throughout the real world. You found a balance to say, hey, whatever you're into, whatever you're excited about, we want to help embrace that. Whatever you need to make you feel comfortable, to be completely fully yourself while still having boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just open. Anybody can come and do anything you want. Right. They still has boundaries of, and codes of conduct. And so only by doing that do you truly create a safe place for people to be fully themselves. Uh, let's end it with this. If someone wants to, um, if they want to learn more mm-hmm. about the convention, uh, if they want to learn more of the things you're into, where can people go? I'll, I'll put all this stuff in the show yep. notes. Con- uh, Convergence-con.org is our website. So okay. that gives you a whole overview of, of the uh, the convention. Um, we've got a couple Facebook pages. Um, so Convergence Community is the one that um, is where most people go to, where it's the discussions and things. Yeah. There's a, just a regular Convergence page that will also give you an overview. There's We have a thing called Convergence Connections. And, and it's oftentimes people who might be selling stuff in, in relations to the, the convention. They might have some cosplay pieces and yeah. stuff like that. That gives them a chance to post that. But the Convergence community um, and then our, our feeds on Twitter, um, you know, we've got a Convergence feed. We've got a Connie. Um, and they're all, and I'll send you the links for all the yeah. exact addresses. But they're all places where people can find them. But biggest thing you can do is come out to the, to the convention. Yeah. Um, or get involved with yeah. the, the, the community. The, as I said, the group meets throughout the year. There's opportunities. If, if somebody's interested in getting involved, uh, send an email. Send yeah. an email into um, the convention. You can send it to directors at convergence.com.org and we'll funnel it over to the right department. But yeah. there's a billion and one ways to get involved and get engaged. And every one of the volunteers, I mean, what's interesting is that the volunteers are doing all the work, but the volunteers are also supporting. We all purchase our memberships. Yeah, We all go through this for no pay. Yeah, We all work hard to put the pieces on. Yeah, And people are able to bring their skills and their passion and their talent. Yes. 
This is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. (laughs) Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever. You, you, you know the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. All right. That's it. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>